project Taryag day 95, Mitzvah Tov Reish Base, and that is not to leave in one's possession scales and weights which aren't accurate. And even though he's not going to use them or doesn't intend to use them to do business with, but once they're in his house, there might be a stumbling block for him either on purpose or accidentally. And therefore the Torah says, the day of Tana Bezim should keep in his pocket two different sizes of stones, a big and a smaller one. You should have in your house two different sizes of measures, one of which isn't accurate. And therefore the Gemara says that even if a person is going to use it for some other purpose, but the fact that it's an inaccurate amount could always bring a mikshal, and if a person can't keep such a thing in his house. Even though the Gemara gives two examples, the Pasuk gives two examples, one of two stones or one of two measures, says the Rambam, they aren't considered two separate mitzvahs. They're two examples of the same mitzvah. One applies to weight, one applies to, so to speak, utensils, which can hold the volume. And by both of them, the Torah says you can't have something which is the wrong amount because it's going to cause people to make a mistake. And this mitzvah applies in every place and every time, both to men and to ladies. And if a person is over in this and keeps a uh, weight which is inaccurate, or a scale which isn't balanced, or a weight, or a um, plea which can hold a certain measure which isn't accurate in his house, even if he's never used them and never cheated him with them, but just by having them, he's been over in Mitzvah's Lota, I say. However, since there isn't an action involved, there's no Malchus. If he would be over and use them and, mis- and cheat somebody in business, then the even there, there's another love, but there the way to fix the love would to pay back the person that he took the money from, and therefore there also wouldn't be Marcus. Mitzvah Tafresh Gimel, and that is to remember what Amalek did to us. We, instru- we commanded to remember what Amalek did to Israel, that they attacked us for nothing when we left Mitzrayim. And as a result, being as we were the first ones to attack Israel after the miraculous ex- exodus from Egypt, it, so to speak, made other nations feel that they were also enabled or, or strong enough to attack the Jewish people. And that's what they called Rashi's Amalek. They're the first nation, they were the first ones to fight with us. Because until then, everyone was afraid of Klai Israel. And because of that fear that everyone else had for Klai Israel, the Malekim decided that they were going to, so to speak, cool off that, that reverence that there was by showing that it's possible to fight Klai Yisrael. And after Chazal gave a marshal of a vat of boiling water, which everyone's too scared to go into, even though one person jumps in and he burns himself, but nevertheless it makes it, so to speak, something which is doable for others to follow in his footsteps. And therefore we remember, we commanded to remember always what Amalek did, when they attacked us when we left Mitzrayim. And the point of the matter is to know that anybody who makes it a mission to fight Klai Yisrael is hated by Hashem and someone who's considered the Russian eyes of Hashem can expect Hashem to bring him down and punish him in commensurate to what he's done wrong and therefore it says about Amalek that even though he was a righteous guy his end is he'll be entirely destroyed and uh, that's by Hashem and Hashem commands us as his mitzvah not to forget what Amalek did to us, and this is a prerequisite for the next mitzvah, which is going to be the mitzvah to destroy Amalek. The way to remember Amalek is not just in our minds, it's also we have to mention with our mouths what Amalek did. And uh, 
therefore the Pasuk says, Zachar and Lo Tishkach, which means don't forget in your thoughts, in your in minds, but also Zachar, actively remind yourselves of what Amalek did to you. The Torah doesn't give a time when a person has to remember it, or how often a person has to remember it. Like we see by Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, for example, where the Torah says, Koyu you have to remember Yitzhiz Mitzrayim every single day. It doesn't give a time when it's here by the Mitzvah Amalek. And the reason is, is because remembering Mitzrayim is an equal point of Arimona, and never has to be done on a daily basis. Masha'enkein, which is different about remembering Amalek, it's not to forget the hatred you're going to have towards him, and that doesn't need to be reiterated on a daily basis, it's enough even once a year. And therefore, the Mulina of Israel, when they read the Sefer Torah every year, or there were places which read the Torah every two or three years, and when they get to the Mitzvah of Amalek, they've read the story of Amalek and they get to this Mitzvah. However, the Minag of Parashal became, which I was before Purim, is called Parashal Zachor, where we read this Parashal of Amalek. And uh, that's why we make in the Mitzvah of not forgetting Amalek. And the reason you read before Purim is because the Pasuk says, in the Scarlet Benaisi, that you remember Amalek before the Maisa, which was the destruction of Haman, who was the descendant of Amalek. And therefore, not be only on Purim itself, but you read it the Shabbos beforehand, so we macked him, the Zechira, the remembrance of Amalek, uh, to the Maisa, which means Haman, who was the son of Amalek, who wanted to, so to speak, continue Amalek's mission of destroying Klai Yisrael. And nevertheless, he was the one who was destroyed, and that's the miracle of Purim. The myth of remembering Amalek applies in every place in time to men, specifically, because they're the ones who are going to have to do the next mitzvah, which means go to battle to fight and destroy Amalek. And therefore, since the mitzvah of remembering Amalek, according to the Chinuch, is the way to motivate people to fight him, it will only apply to the men who are going to fight. However, for ladies who don't have a chiv to go to war, also within the midst of remembering Amalek. This is the opinion of the Chinuch. There are, there are other opinions held differently, and they hold that the mitzvah of remembering Amalek would apply to ladies as well. And if a person is over on this and doesn't remind himself of what Amalek did to Klai Yisrael, he's been vital this mitzvah to say, as well as the light I say of Loit Yishkach, which means the Torah warned us not to forget what Amalek did to us. Mitzvah top Reish Talad, and that is the follow-up mitzvah, Limcho Zarim in Oilam, to destroy any memory of Amalek from the world, whether it's a man of Amalek, a daddy of Amalek, an adult or a child, and what is Timcha Zeicher Amalek, any memory of Amalek has to be destroyed. And there were those who made the mistake, such as Yehav, the general of David Amalekh, and read the Pasuk Timcher Zachar Amalek, which means the males of Amalek, and he left the women alive. There was a mistake, it's meant to be any remembrance of Amalek, which means, like Shmuel Navi said, Mizachar, even a baby, a child, a woman, a man, even the animals, everything has to get destroyed. This is a mitzvah not in the individual, this is a mitzvah in the whole of Israel together when there's a Jewish king, to wage a war against the nation of Amalek and annihilate them. And even if there would be a mitzvah in each individual Jewish man to fight and kill an Amaleki, if we had the ability to do that, and if we'd know somebody was Amalek, but the Be'ekel mitzvah is given to Klai Yisrael, a person, according to Chinuch at least, can become as well by killing a member of Amalek if he knew who that would be. And if a person would know who a descendant of Amalek is and would have the option of killing him without endangering himself and he wouldn't do that then he'd be vital this mitzvah's assay.
mitzvah tov reish hey, and that is a mitzvah shelo yishkach mashosla not to forget what I'm going to do to us. The pasuk says lo tishkach don't forget how you came to attack us and to harm us. And this is also part of the mitzvah to remember Amalek is not to forget what he did to us, and not to forget the hatred we meant to have towards him. And this mitzvah also would apply whenever the mitzvah of remembering Amalek applied, which means specifically to men. And this is not time bound in every place and time. Mitzvah Taf Resh Vav, and that's a mitzvah of bringing the Bikurim and reading the parish of the Bikurim. We commanded to bring Bikurim, which is the first fruits of Esam Mikdash, and afterwards to read the parish of gratitude, which the Torah gives us to say, which details the story of Ta Yisrael from Arami Ovid Avi, from the time when Yaakov Avinu was threatened by love and wanted to destroy him, until Hashem took us to Mishraim, sent us from Mishraim, brought us there to Israel, gave us the land, and now He's given us the crops which we are entitled, which we're entitled to. And that's what we said, we're taking the first of these crops to Hashem. And that's what's called the Pasha of reading the Bikurim. We already saw previously in the midst of bringing Bikurim, that the time limit for a person to bring them which is from Shavuos until Sukkot, if he wants to read the Pasha, or from Shavuos until uh, Hanukkah, even without reading the Pasha. The reason for the mitzvah, because the person who's more is his mind and his thoughts, his feelings to think about what he says, and therefore by when Hashem is being good to him and blesses him, and the, by giving him Eretz Yisrael, by giving Eretz Yisrael the produce that it creates, he's able to bring the Beis Hamikdash. So now he has to use this as an opportunity to express gratitude and thank Hashem for everything which is given him. And therefore, we should remember and re- and mention Hashem's kindness is not just now, but going back to the inception of Klai Yisrael, from when you were in Mitzrayim, and Hashem saved us and brought us to Israel. And even before that, the story of Yaakov, Hashem saved him from Lavan. And that's also, once again, gratitude is a way for Hashem to continue bestowing blessing upon us. And that's why the Pazah carries on, and it says that as a result of this, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will send His Bracha for the future as well. Read the rules of the mitzvah, and that is that not everybody brings bikurim is bechiv to read the parish of the bikurim. For example, a lady or someone who might be a lady, such as a tumtum or an androgynous, don't have to read the parish of bikurim because they can't say the land you've given us because the land wasn't originally given to ladies or even people who might have been ladies. The same thing if someone's an apotropos of the states of a yasum, he, he can't read the parish, it's not his land. And similarly, an Evet can't say the Pasha because he's only a messenger of his own and it's not his land. Now, if we see that therefore they can't be because they can't say the words of the Pasha Bikurim accurately, says the Chinuch we can learn from here. So every time a person's davening, that he has to be able to say accurately or mean accurately what he says, or else he can't say it. A Ger, Halach says he can't bring Bikurim, even though Pasha wasn't a reason. Israel wasn't originally given to Gerim, it was only given to Klai Israel. But since the Gerim is considered the son of Abraham Avinu, and the land was given to Abraham, so therefore they can say it was given to our forefathers because Abraham is the spiritual father of the Gerim. A person has to own the ground in order to bring Bikurim, it's to the ground you've given to me, and therefore if a person is just renting it or borrowed it, or even if he bought two trees that doesn't give him the ground underneath the trees, then it's not his ground and then he can't say the fire shall be Three trees I have is already considered to be a field of trees, 
and therefore a person caught, requires three trees, he's entitled to the ground under them between the trees, and therefore since he has property, he can say the Pasha Bikurim on that. The Mitzvah Bikurim only applies in the time of the Beis Amikdash, and only fruit from Eretz Yisrael. The Pasha Bikurim is Bikurim, most likely the first of the fruits of your ground, and the Mitzvah only applies to men and not to ladies, it's the time based the Mitzvah. Right, however, with Rabbanon, when there was a Beis Amikdash, they used to bring Bikurim also from the land of Sikh and Va'og, which were also next to Eretz Yisrael, even though Midrash is the arm part of Eretz Yisrael. And if a person brings Bikurim but doesn't read the parasha of the Bikurim he's going to read, he's been mevatled this Mitzvah Saseh. Mitzvah, Mitzvah, Tefresh, Zayn, and that is Mitzvah, Bidui, Maeser. And Sparrow tells us that at the end of a three-year period, when the person's meant to have given the first two years, Truma Gedolah, as well as Maeser Rishon and Maeser Shaini, the third year, Truma Gedolah, as well as Maeser Rishon and Maeser Ani, the, the second tithe in the, the third and sixth years is given to the poor, as opposed to being taken and eaten in Yerushalayim. So now, the Torah wants the person to declare in front of Hashem that he's fulfilled all his obligations in this regard and given all the Maesers and the Trumas that he's meant to give. That's what we do Maeser, and it's the person to say in front of Hashem that I have removed, I have distributed all the Kodesh, which means the Trumas and the Maeser, which is in my home. Why? Because a person's speech is the signing, so to speak, glory of a person which renders him and elevates him above the animals, which becomes something which can't be emulated by anything besides for man. And therefore people are scared to misuse their speech because that's their pride and uh, they would rather do something wrong in action than do something wrong in speech. And therefore, since the idea of the trimmers and maestros are a big part of the crops, and since it's necessary for the common and the levim to be given the trimmers and maestros, that's their income that they get their food from. Therefore, in order to prevent us being over-averaged with them, and that we would forget to separate them when not give them to the coin, therefore, Hashem said, we're going to have to stand up and give evidence about ourselves and we fulfilled the requirements of the Torah in this regard. And that's, we didn't lie about them, and we didn't do anything not to see what the halach what it's supposed to do. If that's the case, the fact that the person will know that he has to make such a declaration would be a reason for him to make sure that what he's going to say is true. The halach is in the mitzvah. The halach is really massive we see in the daytime. In any place he would do it, but he has his And obviously, if he's going to say the notion that I've distributed all the kachim that I had, he has to make sure first that there's no kachim still in his possession, which would be that otherwise it's nusach. The time to misfire is at the end of the third year, at the end of the cycle, which after giving my sashani twice, and then giving my sashani as well. And the time to do the very mice in the year was on the last day of Pesach. This mitzvah applies in the time of the Mikdash only to the men, and if a person's over the Sizat on the mice that he's given it all to Hashem or distributed it to the Kaim of the Rabim, he's been mevatel this mitzvah say. Besides for which the boss says that if Hashem reacts in kind, if a person can turn to Hashem and say, I've done everything he commanded me to do, then he can dive into Hashem to look down from Shemaim and treat us and look favorably and bestow on us blessing at the same time. 
The mitzvah that a person is an oinen leleinu, he is just after the last of a dead relative that day with the raisa, is not allowed to eat matzashani. The boss is clearly that one of the things that he's meant to say of matzashani is the chalti bo'inimimenu, which means he didn't eat from it when he was in aninus. With the raisa, the of an oinen is the day somebody died until he's buried that day. The following day, he's not an oinen anymore. And for the ikra aninus, the ikra sadness is already somewhat less than it was before. And therefore, that's not called an onion, it's considered an oval. The din has to be separate days, because by the, night, by the day, not by the night. Because we see by the case of Aaron Akoyed, who after not having a view, his son's died, was an onion, he said, that he said, am I meant to eat the khatos today? Because normally the din of an onion would be that he'd be allowed to eat that same day. The answer to eat is not only doesn't just apply to Maishashani, it applies to all Kodshim. And if a person who eats Kodshim instead of Aninus, it would be Chayav Malkus. The reason for the mitzvah is the Kodshim are given to us from Hashem's table. They're not the Kainims, they're not the Aninus. Rather, the carbon is given to Hashem, and then Hashem, from what's given to him, gives a portion to the Kainim, which is what they're going to eat. And therefore, somebody who has pain and bitterness in their heart because they've just lost a relative. It's not appropriate for him to be at the king's table. Similar to Mordechai, who wasn't at the king's gate, but where he sat. Another reason brought in the Chinuch is that when the Kohenim used to eat the Karbonus, they used to affect Kapara for the owners. And therefore, it wasn't just a matter of eating as much as the person wanted to eat, rather, it was understood that what they were doing were eating the Kajim. They had the Machshava, they had the mindset, and they had the thoughts. This is going to bring them that kapara. And therefore, when a person dies and a person's mind isn't settled, his relative's mind isn't settled, it's not appropriate for him to be eating kochim without the right thoughts in his mind about the kochim he's eating. And dealing with the mitzvah that if a person would eat maizashani when he's an oinen, in Yishalayim, he'd be chayav malchus. And if it be in Nister which means after the first night, there'd only be the Bacchus Maradus. And the rest of the days, which a person would wait until the maze has been buried, is also only a Ninus Midrabana. The din uh, applies both the man and the woman in the time of the Besa Megdash, when the maize was the Raisa, because both men and women are allowed to eat maizras, and therefore this is what applies to them. And if a person would be over on it, it as you saw previously, it been over this love of eating a paninus. In Yishraim, you have Malkus, Arishraim, you have Malkus, Maradus. And Bismana Zeh, that a person would eat Kazais of Kodshim or Maishashanim Zaninus, so the Allah would be the same and you'd be Chayav Malkus. Obviously, we're only applied to a case when there's an increment to the rice of Shemur Maishashani, which we saw doesn't always apply because it only applies to grain, wine, and oil, and only in a time. When Rav Kaisal is living in Eretz Yisrael.